106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. If honesty were suddenly introduced into politics, it would throw everything off. The whole system would collapse. And I think deep down the American people know that. The American people like their bullshit out front, where they can get a good, strong whiff of it. That's why they reelected Clinton. Listen. Clinton might be full of shit, but he lets you know it. Dole tried to hide it. I'm an honest man. Bullshit. And of course, the one I've been rooting against for the longest time, hoping it would go away, it never goes away, tattoos. Never been a fan. Yeah, I, I thought it would go away, and it just has gotten worse. It's like a fungus. It's moving up the arm, and now it's, it's on the neck. It's going up into the face. It's the, the ones in writing, tattoo. That, those are the ones that really bug me. I'm always like, really? You, you couldn't just remember that. I mean, it's... But of course, that's only if you have, if you're, have the tattoo. Tattoo in the front somewhere. What about people put the tattoos back? What about that poor guy? He's got to get a stranger to help it. I'm sorry. Could you? Sorry to bother you, but my life philosophy is right above my ass crack. Could you? It would be so helpful if you would just tell me only the strong survive. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. Before you go, my kids' birth dates are under my ball sack. Would you just? March 12th and December 13th. I knew that. Thank you so much. Don't you understand that it's important that we send billions of your dollars of our hard-earned tax money overseas to, to fight a war that we really shouldn't be involved in at all, that really has nothing to do with us? Don't you understand it's important for us to do that? Because if we didn't, then his wife wouldn't have opportunities to shop in Paris and to drop $40,000 shopping on the richest avenue in Paris, Montague Avenue. Olena Zelensky store, people that are working at the store in Paris have reported that she went shopping and dropped 40,000 euros on a spree while visiting the country, while visiting France to plead for more support in Ukraine. And who knows? I, I, it sounds very likely that she did this. She dresses immaculately. Her husband and her clearly have the stylist. But I would say that's very nice of her, you know, that she made time to contribute to Paris's economy via a shopping spree of 40,000 euros. You can bet the Biden administration is going to pressure and target Musk over his management of Twitter. Never before, at least in modern American history, have you had the federal government committed to censoring the thoughts of every American citizen as expressed on big tech and the social media platforms. I'm certainly gonna be monitoring my social media posts and other prominent critics of uh, the Biden administration and corruption in general here in Washington, D.C. The Biden administration already is on record and has taken action to suppress free speech, an attack on our First Amendment. And what are they gonna focus on? Coming after you. They're going after Elon Musk. They're gonna continue to try to escalate the censorship through government abuse, because that's what they've been doing repeatedly almost every election. Things that make no sense in 2022. Black lives matter, except in the womb. Women's rights are human rights, but no one, not one person can define what a woman actually is. We are told to trust the science, but denied basic biology. 
uh, love is love. Unless you love God or your country, then you're right-wing extremists. And uh, we live in a tolerant, welcoming society that doesn't judge anyone based on race, gender or faith. Except when you're a white Christian male, then you're done. How did we get here, guys? How? to No Hostages Radio. This is our first broadcast of 2023, uh, surfacing on the 7th, Saturday, 1-7-2023. So welcome. If you're new to us, we're here for about mm, two and a half to three hours, uh, maybe two and a half hours. So I talk for six 20-minute segments, and we have some educational clips in between. Uh, you can reach me a couple different ways. You can dial me up on my cell phone, 530-713-1838. That's again, 530-713-1838. I'm on the West Coast, or I call it the Left Coast. I'm in Northern California. And you might keep that in mind if you want a quick answer back. If I'm snoozing, I won't know you text or you could reach me at Lou at no L-O-U, Lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. That's our website, nohostagesradio.com, where you can look at any backup episode you wanted, or you can actually read some articles I post over there as well. Easy to get to, or you could just, I, some of you I know go to your website host, or sorry, the podcast host, and connect with us that way. So thank you for listening, and uh, we're going to get it on here. Let's see. I think usually there's something. Oh, I also uh, mentioned that we do a live broadcast uh, on Saturdays as well, and that is on KMYC, 1410 a.m. here in Northern California. And you can listen to that live around the world if you go to live365.com. Live365.com, click on radio, then put in KMYC. And that show's called Live with Lou. And it starts at 10 a.m. in the morning, again, left coast time, Pacific time, and ends at 1 o'clock. Okay? All righty. So uh, I wanted to mention first off that. Uh, I want to mention a Facebook site to you that are local around the Yuba Sutter County's area that you should be watching. There has been a controversy going on in Sutter County for some time uh, regarding mismanagement of the county. Uh, Sutter County is one of 58 counties in California, <clears throat> and it's primarily an agricultural county, but uh, 
it's been suffering from mismanagement for some time. Uh, salaries keep going up. People are getting paid $300,000, $400,000, $500,000, dollars a year to work for the county. Small county, 160,000 people or so. And uh, they tried to raise the taxes, the sales tax, by 1%. So we pay, I think, 7.25% here in California. And then you can, locally, you can add a percent or 2% to keep locally. Uh, the rest of the taxes, most of it goes to the state of California. And uh, so they wanted more money locally. They said they couldn't make it without it. So they... Uh, put it on the ballot and it was defeated and so that got people looking more closely at the the management and the spending habits of the supervisors and the CAO Steve Smith who gets who's had I think a hundred thousand dollars in raises over the last five years I think he gets about three hundred thirty thousand dollars right now and um so I want to recommend that you go to this Facebook site and keep an eye on it. A lot of people are. That was This is the site that fought the tax, and it's uh, called Sutter County Say No to New Taxes. Sutter County Say, S-A-Y, No to New Taxes. It's all spelled common spelling. It's a Facebook page, and you should pop up. And so they're posting almost every single day new information about how the county of Sutter is being managed. So you might find that interesting. And I would recommend it uh, for anyone local here in Yuba Sutter counties. We're kind of a county that the two county seats are just separated by a river, Marysville and Yuba City. And uh, so it's people live like it's one county or one operation here. It looks like if you flew over it, just be one big uh living arrangement but it's part of it's in Sutter part of it's in Yuba so one county affects the other and so Sutter County say no to new taxes and I want you to check that out and there's all kinds of crazy things that are going on now the uh, the new taxes that were proposed by the Sorry, I'm just looking at a text someone is sending through here. The pro proposed taxes uh, that were um, millions of dollars that were going to come in each year were supposedly going to be used for public safety. But really what it was going towards is to fund some new cities to be built along the Sacramento County, Sutter County border. And really, uh, it's amazing. Usually when cities are built, they're funded by the developers that put them in and not by the, the county residents, because the county residents of Sutter County are not going to really receive any benefits from those uh, those uh, folks down there in South Sutter County, because uh, not because they, uh, there's antipathy, but they're located right near Sacramento. So they're just 10, 15 minutes away from the center of Sacramento, so the likelihood of them coming north uh, up to Yuba City, for instance, to shop is uh, uh, very slight, and the chances are that they'll do most of their shopping and their entertainment and all those kind of stuff down in Sacramento. So therefore, what benefit is it to the people of, of uh, Sutter County uh, that are paying the taxes for the whole county for now? 
So um, many times people think, oh, well, you know, development is good and we're going to benefit all of us. Well, not if it's uh, if it's going to be all going to another county and and people for uh, most business people know that uh, people up here in the north state tend to shop south when they're comparison shopping, like for automobiles and things like that. So. This whole thing of the uh, Sutter County residents, the current Sutter County residents footing the bill for these new cities on the border of Sacramento County, uh, it, people are waking up to the fact that they're getting stuck with the bill. Now, the other thing that's come up recently is that there is a uh, Natomas Basin Conservancy that is uh, an organization that watches over the uh, the wildlife and the impact of development in that area and the mitigations that might be necessary to preserve the flora and the fauna. So uh, half of the, uh, since the Conservancy, conservancy uh, is called Natomas Basin Conservancy, it reaches from uh, North Sacramento County to South Sutter County. So half the members are five are from Sutter County, supposedly, and half are from Sacramento County. But recently, four of the five members of the uh, Sutter County group have left. And right now there's only one representative for Sutter County. And the grand jury brought this to everyone's attention. Who would know, right? You just go on with your life and you're not paying attention to each committee or each conservancy, or each uh, commission, uh, life goes on, and you you would think the supervisors would be watching, you know, since they're supervising and overseeing, you could call them the overseers, but they call themselves supervisors, you'd think they'd be supervising, but they really didn't know what was going on with that conservancy, and uh, so the grand jury, uh, I guess, got a complaint, and they looked into it, and they wrote about it, and still the supervisors didn't seem to be tuned into it. So some of the public uh, that fought the sales tax and is contributing to the Sutter County say no to new taxes on, on the Facebook site are bringing up the fact that why aren't the supervisors doing some recruiting to fill those spots on the uh, board? of the uh, Natomas Basin Con uh, Conservancy. So um, that is an issue that uh, what it points to for me is uh, just a lack of uh, sensibility, a lack of awareness, a lack of management, a lack of concern, uh, just not doing your job and and actually the conservancy spots are all volunteer but the supervisors get paid quite a nice chunk of cash and so it just points to the fact that that uh the sacramento representatives are basically running that conservative board conservancy board and uh there, there's a reason why there's five and five uh sets of voices on there because uh, Sutter County can be taken advantage of, and it seems like Sutter County is being taken adv advantage of and actually contributing money to to adjacent counties for studies that are being done in those counties, like Placer County. 
So there's a lot to be said about that. And so if you're interested in staying up on it, you're not going to find anything in the local newspapers about it. You're going to have to go to Sutter County, say no to new taxes. So please do that if you're on Facebook. Some of you don't like Facebook, so you've left. I find uh, I'm still on Facebook because there are some benefits that I am receiving uh, for that. Also want to mention in regards to this Facebook site that there's a, a website that I want to point you to that uh, the the upcoming meetings for the Sutter Yuba Republican women. Uh, you can go to Sutter Yuba Republican women. That's SYRepublicanWomen.com. That's a website and you can get up to date news what's going on with them as well as when their next meeting is. They meet monthly either in Yuba or Sutter County. So it hasn't been posted as of today, but it will be, I think, before the end of the week. And you could go to SYRepublicanWomen.com. Please, uh, I'm, I'm advocating that you get involved with them, not just attend their luncheons or their uh, evening meetings, whatever. They're ha- they have a variety of meetings nowadays. Really want to encourage you as a New Year's re- resolution to become involved and do some work with them. And uh, I've said for a long time now that unless we're able to get control of Yuba and Sutter counties and make them a more uh, uh, a community reflective of the Constitution and reflective of conservative Judeo-Christian values, uh, we really don't have much of a chance to influence anyone else. We need to take care of our own backyard. So I uh, just want to mention that SYRepublicanWomen, plural, dot com. And that'll get you uh, up to speed there. One of their things they've been working on in Sutter County and Yuba County is to get both the boards of supervisors to meet in the evening uh, so people have time to come and attend their meetings, uh, observe their meetings, monitor their meetings, and speak at their meetings. It's interesting uh, the fact that when they at Sutter County, they uh, have three o'clock meetings, but when they want to swear everybody in, take the oath of office after being elected this last November, they change the meeting time to 6 p.m. Now, I wonder why that is. Don't you think it's so that more people can come? It shows that they really don't want people to come. That's why they have the typical two, two times a month meeting at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. So uh, the more the more of you that put pressure, write emails, write letters, uh, call your supervisors, and don't take no f- for an excuse. Oh, it's better time. Oh, our uh, you know people all over the state meet in the evenings. Uh, oh, they say oh our, it's hard on our employees. Listen, if it's too hard on the employees, the employees can resign and go take a job at some other business where the hours fit them better. Right. So there you have it. Uh, I want to mention a couple people that are um, that help us stay on the air or stay on the internet, and that is uh, YS Junk Angel. That's Ira and Gino Burrows. If you have any junk that you need to have removed, or some property cleaned up, or things hauled off, or maybe you need to just move from one spot to another, they may be able to help you with that. Dial or text them at 530-329-3113. Again, 329-3113. And it's called YS Junk Angel. Or you could go to the the, uh, website, check them out, ysjunkangel.com. Also, Israel Garcia, 
uh, runs Little Billy's Excavator and Backhoe Service. If you need some dirt moved, holes dug, trenches dug, um, pond built, he can do it and do it well. He's located in Yuba County, but he'll travel through Northern California. You can reach him by text or call at 530 300 6010 I want to mention a, a few uh quotable uh, items here that I picked up off a favorite website of mine. And um, one is a Polish filmmaker by the name of Kislowski. He died in 1996. He was born in 1941. He said, why did they devise censorship? He answers his own question by saying to show a world which doesn't exist, an ideal world, or what they envisaged as the ideal world. So when people try to censor you, they don't want people to hear your perspective. They just want to control what people are aware of. Of course, we saw that in the Soviet Union and all the, the uh, countries behind the bamboo curtain, behind the iron curtain, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Dennis, another quote. You may have heard of this guy's name. I had to look this fellow up recently. Uh, I I think I read his book back in the 1970s, a guy named Paul Ehrlich, E-H-R-L-I-C-H. I wondered if Paul was still alive. He's listed as a biologist. Paul Ehrlich, Paul and Ann Ehrlich wrote a book called The Population Bomb back in the 1970s. I think the book was relatively successful, but it was a bomb in terms of its message. Its information and its prophetic uh, tone was completely inaccurate. In the Bible, if in the Old Testament, if prophets said something that was inaccurate, you were encouraged to stone a prophet. So today people write books and make claims and, and prognosticate about all kinds of things. And they'll say, oh, the world's going to end in 12 years or the global ice cap's going to melt or the polar bears are all going to die or the Himalayas are going to all melt down, the glaciers are going to melt down or the, the oceans are going to rise and they're going to flood out all the uh, coastal cities. So Paul Ehrlich uh, made some incredible, uh, in fact, I'd encourage you, if you can get a used copy of the population bomb, uh, you will read him saying that it's actually too late. He's saying it's too late in the 1970s to, to try to improve the lot of humanity, that there's going to be mass starvation. Millions of people will die of lack of food. Uh, he was completely inaccurate. He wanted to actually, he suggested actually putting chemicals in the water to stop people from reproducing. Um, Paul Ehrlich became a hero, even though everything he said, I mean everything, was inaccurate. He didn't say one thing that was, was uh, not one thing he said came to pass. So uh, he said the rate of extinction is extraordinarily high now and getting higher all the time. Kind of an innocuous statement. Paul Ehrlich, I think, is over 90 years old now. Then he said, humanity is not sustainable. To maintain our lifestyle, yours and mine, basically, for the entire planet, you'd need five more Earths. 
Not clear where they're going to come from. That's Paul Ehrlich. He just sounds crazy, doesn't he? But I think he's been honored. He he taught, I think, at UC Berkeley, and he taught at Stanford, and he had a doctorate and all those kind of things. But um, he's totally crazy. And uh, there's if you've ever flown around the world or been in big countries, like I've traveled by train across India, uh, one of the most populate, populated uh, countries in the world. I've traveled across China, another of the two most populated, Indian China, the most populated countries in the world. Both of them have over 1 billion people. There's, you can just get on a train and drive for out and, and ride for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and never run into a city. Unbelievable. And so there's plenty of, uh, there's plenty of acreage. And there's a lot of place to grow food. These guys just have decided that they want a smaller number of people on the earth, and they're gonna they're going to uh, promote that, even if they tell lie after lie after lie. Um, so these are some lies that you know, Corinne Jean Pierre or Jean Pierre, she is the black uh, homosexual, black lesbian that got her job because that's what she was. And she's the spokesperson for the president. And I'm going to talk about her right when we come back. Hold on. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti, thank you very much. He's out there saving the <laughs> Look, country. It, it, Don Meacham says he may be the savior of the republic. You are something of a folk hero now. I owe Michael Avenatti an apology. I've been saying enough already, Michael. I've seen you everywhere. What do you have left to say? I was wrong, brother. You have a lot to say. I uh, am just dying to hear what you think. These people all like you. I'm the only person right here. Donald Trump fears more than Robert Miller. We think you guys are the tip of the spear that's going to take down Donald Trump. Right. Michael Avenatti is a beast. Okay, that's true. And he, he's a beast. He's a beast. I hand it to yeah. her and I hand it to Michael Avenatti. But he has a great, bigger calling here. That being a lawyer is minimal compared to what he's doing. No one has talked tougher directly to Donald Trump on TV than Michael Avenatti. And Donald Trump is afraid to mention his name. That's fascinating. News out of Santa Ana just moments ago, convicted attorney Michael Avenatti sentenced to 14 years in prison for defrauding clients of millions of dollars. Prosecutors had asked for more than 17 years after Avenatti was found guilty of wire fraud and tax-related charges. Avenatti, <laughs> himself, asked for six years. He's already serving time for convictions in an extortion scheme against Nike and for stealing from Stormy Daniels in New York. My arm, did you? Okay, no, let's restart it. Uh, I'm Hunter Biden. Um, I am an artist. Uh, well, I was. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm still. I don't know if I'm still painting. Painting. Uh, I. Uh, I'm an expert in oil and gas, and I enjoy an occasional smoke. Um. I also like to make videos without my clothes on. Uh, I think the human body is uh, beautiful. Uh, I also 
sometimes enjoy uh, a woman of the night. Uh, who doesn't, you know? Um, and I am the smartest man that my dad has ever known. So this is good coffee. I, I love a good cup of coffee. I'm just making this video because you might hear some stuff about me. Uh, not if you're listening to ABC News or CBS or MSNBC or NBC or CNN or NPR, but uh, you could you could hear something about me. Um, oh, I think I've got sinuses. Okay, so you might hear that when we tapped into the strategic oil reserves, that's for emergency situations, uh, and it was supposed to go to Americans, the oil was, uh, but some of it went to other countries. <laughs> okay. Uh, and one of the countries might have been China. It could have been, might have been. And, uh, one of the companies in China that got some of the oil, possibly got some of the oil, um, might know me. Could know me. We might know each other in a distant kind of way, like several steps away, like apart, but not, but together, but not, yeah. um, separated. You know, like a divorce, but they're not, you know, like, anyways, and there could have been money involved. And it's just, I'm here to tell you it's not true. This coffee, guys, it's just, that's really all I had to say. Just remember, anything you hear about me, it's not true. Unless it's good stuff. I think that uh, everyone is going to have to take a hard look at where they want to be uh, at this moment in history as we're looking at efforts across the country to, uh, pr to prevent people from being able to exercise their fundamental rights. Go ahead. Wait a minute. How, wait, first of all, you're not going to speed past that like you didn't just say what you just said. Uh, look and I don't think it's any coincidence that after those types of disclosures, Fauci is telling the media that he plans to retire. We filed a lawsuit in October of 2021 against HHS for these same type of records for uh, Anthony Fauci, as well as royalties paid to NIH employees by outside entities. So as a result of that lawsuit, we helped uncover that over a 10-year period, Fauci and others at NIH received more than $350 million in secretive royalty payments from drug companies and other third parties. Now, we also have another pending lawsuit for Fauci's calendars and uh, his calendar ent uh, entries. So this is a basic information, again, that we've had to go to federal court. So not only do we have lawsuits, again, about COVID and the vaccines, which are mega lawsuits that have provided more information uh, and basically everything we know about COVID uh, and, and its origins uh, and what our government's involvement was in funding uh, uh, the research that has been uh, potentially tied to it. The, uh, we've had to do this basic FOIA litigation for how much these people are getting paid, right? And basic financial disclosures of government employees. Now, you may recall uh, last week we talked about how we uncovered how the FBI was investigating the Fauci agency grant to the Wuhan that involved gain-of-function research, further calling into question the honesty and whether Fauci testified truthfully to Congress. And I don't think it's any coincidence that after those types of disclosures, Fauci is telling the media that he plans to retire.
at the end of the Biden administration, further, in my view, confirming he is a political operative as opposed to an apolitical government employee. Why would he tie his retirement to the end of a presidential term uh, other than by, uh, frankly, confirming that he's there for political reasons and not um, scientific reasons, as he constantly, uh, and in my view, falsely asserts? Thanks for watching. So she said, Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre, this is, a, this is a president who has been working since day one to work on border security. Then she said, we do believe in the rule of law and we respect it and we will honor that here from this administration. Finally, she said, the president is in great health. He is in. Uh, he's very active, she said. You can see it for yourself with your own eyes. Obviously, you know, the uh, I think one of the things that can be uh, noted about this administration and about politics in general over the last even the last 20 years is the amount of lying that goes on. It's just incredible what goes on. I also wanted to mention uh, Dennis Prager, who I like, uh, says this about these times. He said at the present time, China is the greatest threat to the world's stability. Russia is the world's premier aggressor nation. And Islamist groups are the primary exporters of terror and religious totalitarianism. As for the first time, and for the first time in history, America is the world's major ex- exporter of destructive ideas. What do you think those destructive ideas are? When you hear people say America has destructive ideas, what are those? I would, I would put green energy in there. That's not green. They say it's green, but it's just the opposite. I'd say transgenderism, transhumanism, uh, trying to suggest that uh, you can choose your own gender. All these kind of nonsensical but very destructive uh, ideas are coming uh, at this time uh, from America. Ben Carson has an interesting comment about education. Education is there to teach how to function successfully in a complex society. And when you lose sight of that, then you start saying, oh, we've got to concentrate on what kind of pronoun you use and whether you're really a boy or a girl or are you a victim? Ben Carson, um, the most uh, noteworthy or notorious or uh, amazing neurosurgeon uh, the world has seen and uh, it's amazing how the black people have carpet bombed and demeaned Ben Carson and uh, he should be heralded as a hero among the black folks is coming uh, from a single mother household and having a lot of issues when he was a young person turning it around and becoming one of the top intellects in in the United States so uh let me move on here. I wanted to mention Warren Buffett said, I, I could end the deficit in five minutes. How would you end the deficit? If you had total control, how would you end the deficit in five minutes? You know what the deficit is? The deficit 
is not having enough money to cover what you want to spend on. Buffett, I, I like these guys from business on how they think and how they just get to the bottom line because they don't, they're not political sounding. He said, you just pass a law that says that anyone there is, any, sorry, you just pass a law that says anytime there is a de- deficit of more than 3% of the GDP, or that's called the gross domestic product, then all sitting members of Congress are ineligible for re-election. Wouldn't that be amazing? Any time, because the, the, the uh, members of Congress determine the amount of debt we're going to have or the amount of spending we're going to have. So they're totally responsible. Nobody on Main Street or on some side street or living in some alley or out on a ranch is responsible for any of our deficit. Those are the people we elected for Congress, okay? So he says that any time there is a deficit of more than 3% of the gross domestic product, all sitting members of Congress are ineligible for re-election. I think that's a great idea, and it's a very practical, and I probably would have never thought of that, but he does because he's a smart boy. So you've probably been reading or hearing about uh, the the changeover in, in the House of Representatives because— I think there are 400 and is it 35 members of the or 440, 420, 435 members of the House of Representatives, right? And so the Republican Party uh, gained a lot of seats during the last election. And when they counted up all the seats of the Democrats versus all the seats of the Republicans, the Republicans had the most seats. So therefore, the, they had the... Uh, option or the opportunity to appoint a speaker from their party as opposed to have a speaker from the democrat party who has up up until recently been dominating they've had the, the largest number of representatives in the house and so nancy pelosi from san francisco a democrat has been the speaker of the house for quite some time and so uh kevin mccarthy uh he is representative from from um living in kern county and um though he represents a number of counties down in that area but kern county is believe bakersfield area is where he's from and where he lives with his wife and children and so um kevin mccarthy has been in uh in office for many years and when john boehner was stepping down from uh, being speaker. Uh, Kevin McCarthy was spoken of as a possible replacement for him. But there there, uh, was a discussion then that uh, Kevin McCarthy had been rumored for many years of having an an affair, been sleeping with Renee Elmers, who was a congresswoman from North, North or South Carolina, I can't remember which, and she was uh, by occupation a nurse and then became a congresswoman. And uh, they had taken up and had been just hanging out with each other and been seen all over the place. And it was just kind of assumed that they had a he had a wife back here in California and then he had a different wife over there in Washington. So when that came up, when uh, Kevin McCarthy was uh, voiced as a possible replacement for John Boehner, uh, he withdrew his name, 
And his wife came back to Washington to stand by him, teary-eyed, and explained that everything was hunky-dory and they were going to work on their family and all those kind of things, a typical thing. And then a guy named Paul Ryan was appointed to replace uh, Boehner. So all these years have gone by, and uh, Kevin McCarthy ended up being the, uh, the leader of the minority party. And so now... He believes that it's his turn. He's earned the right to be Speaker of the House. So one of the things that uh, he they took a vote. They've taken five votes, I understand, and he's been uh, he hasn't prevailed. He needs to get enough votes. Uh, he needed uh, says McCarthy needed 218 votes to win, and they have 222 Republicans in the House and 212 Democrats. So they have actually enough Republicans. If he got 100 percent of the Republicans, he wouldn't need a Democrat to help him. So uh, a guy named Hakeem Jeffries, a Muslim fellow from New York, has been getting uh, all the Democrat votes. And so uh, Kevin McCarthy has lost on five votes. And one of the most interesting things, I've always felt Kevin McCarthy was dishonest, and I felt he would do whatever. I felt he was a man of no principles. In other words, he would do whatever you wanted him to do if he felt it was best for him personally. And I have the same uh, discernment or concern, um, hair stand up on your neck as about him as I had about Obama whenever he would speak I felt like he he was a dishonest and a fraud and so the other I just read this morning before I uh, began this uh, talk here today one of the former congressmen out of uh, Florida was being interviewed and said the reason Kevin McCarthy is having a tough time getting elected by his fellow conservatives, I put quotes around that because I don't believe they are, all are conservatives. The reason that he is not getting the votes easily is because they believe he's a liar. Well, is there, are there any people running our country anymore that aren't liars? Uh, basically, he says that Kevin McCarthy will say whatever he needs to say to get the votes and he'll say one thing to one person, something else to another person, or he'll switch what he's saying to you. Uh, he just he's not trustworthy. Well, that's what I've felt for many, many years, even before he got in trouble with uh, sleeping around with Renee Elmers. By the way, Renee Elmers, after that event, Kevin McCarthy uh, got reelected from California, which people don't really care out here how you behave. But her people back in North or South Carolina, wherever it was, uh, they uh, they said, we're not going to send you back to office. And so she never has. He's tried a couple times to get back into office and never has been successful. So uh, Kevin McCarthy, I'm hoping, does not. Some people think, oh, well, he, you know, in spite of all his flaws, we just need to do same old, same old. Kevin McCarthy, to me, is it, just like a lot of Republicans, they're not really Republicans. They're just people that are in that other party, and they're, they're really comfortable with being in the minority and out of control. Uh, they don't control anything or they don't dominate anything, so they really don't – you don't expect anything of them. People like Doug LaMalfa, you just go back there, you pay him one hundred or $70,000 a year, pay him all this – tuna sandwich money is per diem money and you just never hear from him and you never see him stand up for anything fight for anything he just is he just our representative but you don't 
maybe he'll give a plaque to some kid or something every once in a while. But you never see him throw down like you do a lot of these other people that get paid to do the same exact job like Jim Jordan or uh, many of the others, Bobert from Colorado, uh, and on and on and on. So uh, anyway, I don't know what, what's going to happen here with this uh, case. The uh, Gates, Congressman Gates from Florida, said that in a closed session, they asked McCarthy, they said, make these concessions. One of the concessions they wanted him to make is they wanted they want a bill to to pass uh, term limits and he won't do it. They they a number of things he just won't do. He won't uh, he won't act on the border. He won't act on term limits. He won't he won't do a lot of things that conservatives want to do. And that's a problem, isn't it, with uh, our elected representatives? We have a conservative. You know, many times people say America is basically a conservative country, but its representatives do not act conservatively. It's the same thing with our local supervisors in Yuba and Sutter counties. I was thinking as they took the oath of office this week, they're all liars. Again, this week, they, they swore to defend the Constitution and protect swore to defend and protect and they don't do that and and the perfect example was covid and they're still endorsing jabbing people with with poisonous shots and all that nonsense and but they stood up there and said we swear on by god we're going to defend and protect the constitution and they do not do that they don't do it at all so uh anyway there's a lot of people that have been uh byron uh Donalds has been a recent uh, nomination. He's been suggested to lead the House. Jim Jordan has. Uh, and uh, so this is it's it's not the first time in history where there's been a fight like this. Uh, though in 1923. Uh, there was a fight. Uh, among the Republicans on who was going to be the speaker. And it ended up after uh, numerous tries of getting Frederick Gillette. So that's a hundred years ago. This is the first time in a hundred years that the Republicans have not been able to just take a vote and put somebody in there. But I think it's good for the country. And I think it's good to have a fight over it because same O same O is just swamp. And the way, uh, Congressman Gates from Florida described uh, McCarthy is uh, one of the biggest alligators in the swamp. And he said, if you want to get rid of the swamp, you got to get rid of the alligators. The other thing I wanted to mention at uh, the top of the show here is a couple. Uh, we've had more illness with pro, athlete, pro athletes. Uche Nwaneri, uh, he's a Nigerian former uh, NFL offensive lineman. He uh, played seven seasons for the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, was found dead uh, in his sleep at 38 years of age. I just, you know, do you, do you know, have you ever met any people that have died at 38 years of age other than shot themselves, ran, ran a car into an oak tree, or uh, took an overdose, just went to bed one night, didn't wake up, 38. So uh, Uche, that's what happened to him. And uh, I'm sure he took the jab. And so nobody's wanting to talk about that. Uh, 
but he was married and just lived a normal life, and uh, he's gone. So the other night, if you, uh, I was talking to a guy on the phone from uh, prison, Vacaville State Prison, and he was saying, hey, Lou, did you hear about the Monday night football? They just stopped Monday night football right in the middle. I said, oh, what, what, what do you mean? How did that happen? He said, oh, well, there was a guy tackled another fellow, and then he had a heart attack. His heart stopped on the field. I said, oh, that, that couldn't, that didn't happen from, a, from a, a guy colliding with somebody. That happened from the jab. <laughs> and sure enough, D- Damar Hamlin was not the guy that got hit. He hit another guy. He's a Buffalo Bills safety, and he suffered a cardiac arrest. In other words, it wasn't a broken neck. It wasn't a concussion. He stood up after the hit, and then he collapsed after that, and his heart stopped, and they ended up starting it. Fortunately, there are medical doctors around the area of the football game. But the fact is, he, his doctor, or he had just bragged about taking the recent booster, COVID booster, and uh, bragged how, how wonderful it was or how he didn't have any, any um, negative effects. And so they have him in the hospital. He is still alive, but he's in trouble. He's in critical condition. So I'm just, as I mentioned to you a few weeks ago, I'm going to continue to mention week after week after week after week after week, significant individuals or unusual individuals that are dying or falling ill or having heart attacks before they should be having heart attacks. Now, I think... uh, I don't know whether it says here his age. I would guess uh, Damar as being in his 20s. And so, uh, but that's just what's going on. And there's every week there's 16-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, male, female, having all kinds of problems because of this, uh, the COVID jab. And yet Yuba County and Sutter County health officers health officer and the boards of supervisors are still endorsing and promoting getting the jab. People are totally nuts. People uh, you do. I, I've, I've told people over and over, do not pay attention anymore to the medical uh, hierarchy in this country. They are liars. In fact, I was just, I was just uh, notified by my friend with a video of a nurse from America's frontline nurses And what she was saying is that remdesivir, which is notoriously killing people in the ICUs, including the ICU just just within walking distance of my podcast studio, remdesivir is killing people, the majority of the people they give it to in the hospitals when they put them on the vent up there. And now what's happening is hospitals, because remdesivir has, has got a name for itself, just like fentanyl does, that fentanyl will kill you, remdesivir will kill you. And they tell people, oh, we have them on, this is the medication we have your son on, we have your husband on, we have your mom on, remdesivir. And people freak out and say, I don't want remdesivir. They said, it's not really, now they're saying, well, it's not really, it's not really remdesivir, it's Vecleri, V-E-K. L-U-R-Y, V-E-K-L-U-R-Y. You can look it up. Vecleri is the brand name for remdesivir, and remdesivir is the generic name. So most drugs, if they've been around for a while, have both a brand name, Vecleri, and then a generic name, remdesivir. So um, 
So don't let the doctors fool you or the nurses or practitioners fool you. If they say, oh, we're going to put your husband or boy on Vecleri, just say, I don't want that, right? Because it will kill them. It killed the majority of patients uh, that were uh, struggling with, uh, oh, what were they struggling with? Uh, Ebola. And they put them on remdesivir, and I think it killed 54% of those that they gave remdesivir. Bad news. All right, so this South, uh, let's see, we're about, we're about done here. We're about done with our second segment. And so let's just call, we'll just switch it up here and come back and start fresh. I want to talk about Southwest Airlines that used to be the primo, supreme, hoopty-doopty, uh, hip-hop happening airlines in the united nation united states and uh, so now it's collapsing we'll be right back He did it in 2012. Obama used the IRS to go after his political opposition so he could be more easily reelected. They did the same thing in 2016. They used other government agencies to go after his political opposition. He wanted Hillary there, hence the legal spying on Trump. 2020, they suppressed information about Hunter Biden, hid it from the American people, changed the rules in a way that was unlawful and anti-constitutional. Musk should embrace free speech. He should embrace the First Amendment, and as importantly, he should expose uh, what went on before he took over the company so that it doesn't happen again. He needs to highlight and, and figure out what Twitter uh, had been uh, misusing shareholder dollars to accomplish. So when you lie to shareholders, when you lie to regulators, when you lie to Congress, when you lie to consumers, those raise questions of fraud uh, that should be investigated, in my view, by law enforcement. As an American citizen, as an American company, I would hope he would make it a priority to protect the free speech rights of American citizens from predations by the government that have used companies like Twitter to go after innocent Americans. Happy New Year, and it's time for the New Year's resolutions. You know, they say Rosie O'Donnell is going on a diet. Finally, Rosie realizes that not every carb needs to be eaten. Congratulations. Stacey Abrams, they say she's going to start going to the gym because, quite frankly, running a mile might better suit her than running for office twice and losing twice. Low IQ, AOC, says she's going to get smarter. Pocahontas says she's going to be a better Indian. Crazy Nancy Pelosi and Hunter Biden are going to co-sponsor each other on sobriety. What a fantastic resolution. And for me, they say, Mr. President, what is your New Year's resolution? As a perfect president with perfect taxes and a perfect phone call, my New Year's resolution is going to be to win so much you might even get tired of winning. We're going to win more than anybody's ever seen before in 2023 because the best is yet to come, believe me. God, do I have to come all the way down here to tell you to shut up? We are not talking about the 1,500 excess deaths a week here in the UK. We're not, to, it's a non-subject. We are not discussing it. That number may be higher 
than the numbers for the last five years. That number may be a third up for people dying in their own homes, but we're still not talking about it. And we may have had a daily Rona briefing showing pictures of coffins and people dying, and it was all terrible. But we are not talking about 1,500 excess deaths a week. And what we are particularly not talking about, the dogs aren't helping, is we are not going to talk about men aged 50 to 60 who seems to be dying a lot more than other people from heart conditions, particularly in their own homes. We are not going to blame the science. We are not going to blame lockdowns. What we might do is blame ambulance drivers or nurses because that's kind of a fashionable thing to do. If I hear you talking about this, it's going to make the problem worse because those crazy conspiracy theorists are going to say it has something to do with lockdown and we're not having that. So excess deaths say nothing. And if you are going to die excessively, just do it in your own home and then we'll do it quietly. Does any country compare no, to America? Not even close. Especially nope. today when people are very ungrateful that they live in this country. But the people that you see that are very grateful are people who came from other countries. And these morons that are running around crying about everything. And something interesting happened during My son's girlfriend says to me, if this thing all falls apart, where would you go? I looked at her and said, honey, there's nowhere else to go. Nowhere. We f this up? It's a wrap. You go. think it's possible that we f this up? I hope not. That's Wait. up to this next generation. Great, great quote by Ronald Reagan. Freedom is only one generation away from extinction. Welcome back. Uh, this segment brought to you by All Seasons, sorry, All Power Services. All Power Services uh, of Yuba City, 1469 Stewart Road. If you have any equipment or machinery that is uh, pushed by power, electricity or gas or diesel or whatever, these guys can fix it uh, from tiny things like weed eaters all the way up to big rigs, tractor, trailer, bottom dumps, all that kind of stuff, and, and including equipment like hydraulic stuff and anything that's power. They can fix it for you. It, uh, Work-type devices, power washers, compressors, on up to things we have fun with like jet skis and snowmobiles and all that kind of stuff, right, motorbikes. All power services, remember them. If you something breaks and you think, oh, I paid a lot of money, and that's just sitting in the garage collecting dust, well, why don't you get it fixed and use it or sell it and uh, move on with your life. Free up some room. All power services, you can reach them by text or phone at 530-844-0347. That's 844-0347. They are at 1469 Stewart Road. That's just south of Yuba City in the farm belt a little bit, just out as you leave the city. 1469 Stewart is just west off Highway 99, easy to find. Also, Allen's Auto Body at Tea Garden and Sutter Street in between the two bridges, 5th and 10th in Yuba City, Tea Garden at Sutter. 
and you could notice it when you drive down the street. It's the bright yellow building. You can't miss it. And Allen's Auto Body will fix your vehicle, whether it's been in a fight or you just want to, like, restore a vehicle or you want to put a new paint job on it or something broke. Something ran into it or even, you know, I even had new seat belts put in my car or things on the inside that needed to be repaired. Kevin Clark is a great uh, technician and a great painter. And his wife and him and son both work, all work there and in others at uh, Allen's Auto Body, Kevin and Kerry Clark. You can reach them on their landline at 530 671 1057 671 1057 well for years i used to do a quite a bit of flying up and down california and sometimes over to nevada and sometimes over to idaho and portland and i would fly southwest southwest was for last 30 years the up-and-coming airline every time you heard about southwest is we're now going to start flying to boise or we're now going to start flying to over here, Albuquerque or whatever, Southwest, beautiful, bright planes, and just they were all cheery and easy and fun. It was fun to fly, easy to fly, fun, made it easy. They gave you bonus points. I got lots of free flights I've never used, been trying to use them, but then COVID came along. And all of a sudden when COVID came along, I got what someone once said, I got a bad taste in my mouth with Southwest. And they started pushing me and roughing me up regarding masks, which I don't wear wear well. I can't breathe clearly through them. And so uh, anyway, I had an experience where twice on a uh, round trip uh, over to Boise to do some teaching, the the pilot came on the air, and I was the only one on, on the flight that didn't have a mask on. And they said it is a, it is a state law in Nevada and in California Uh, because I had to fly through Las Vegas, that uh, you had to wear a mask on a plane nowadays. It was a state law. The legislators discussed it, debated it. They took a hearing on it, and then they supposedly passed it. That's how a law, that's how a bill becomes a law. Well, that was a complete lie. There wasn't any, any, that wasn't like, oh, oh, he just made a boo-boo. Oh, he just shaded the truth of the law. No, it was a straight-up lie, and Southwest corporate was was having their pilots tell people that to get them to wear masks why would they have them wear a mask well because it wasn't saving any lives it was because southwest was getting uh millions of dollars uh to follow in lockstep with the government mandates and so they have got hundreds of millions of dollars uh from the government now recently um They have fallen on hard times, and they shut down thousands of flights while other other airlines uh, were not shutting down their flights. Same storms, different reaction. And the problem with Southwest Airlines is they'd been taking profits, 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 but they hadn't kept their technology up. And they were still trying to assign crews to flights by keeping notes on paper instead of technology. And so now all of a sudden they can't, they've lost control of the company. You know, during COVID they weren't flying that much so they can cut and keep control. But when they started back up and started to hire new people, they couldn't manage their own airlines. Bad karma, dude. So anyway, uh, 
Representative Jeff Van Drew, he's a Republican from New Jersey, blasted Southwest for taking billions of dollars in taxpayer dollars and then failing to ensure quality service. And uh, he argued not only should we not be in giving, should we not give away these kinds of monies? But he said there needs to be stronger accountability for these companies that get the money. Now, uh, so Pete Buttigieg, you know, he's the, the guy, he and his, his buddy had a baby together. Uh, and then he took pregnancy leave. You know, Pete, yeah, a little sissy boy. Well, he didn't, uh, he didn't really kick down any money until it really became an emergency over at Southwest and they had a total meltdown. The meltdown had nothing to do with our government and it had nothing to do with the customers. The meltdown happened to happen in Southwest because of bad management. You can read all the details. There's lots of articles on it. It's, it's a, uh, it's a story of a wonderful airline who had a great manager at one Herb Kelleher, and when he retired, guys took it over and ran it right into the ground. And we'll see whether it's going to survive or come back. I am still so mad at at Southwest. I don't care whether they come back or not. You know, here's the interesting thing. When George Bush bailed out the banks during the housing bubble and, and some of the big brokerage firms, George Bush, he said, this is a conservative, he said they were too big to fail. Listen, people, that's why the Depression lasted 10 to 15 years, and it didn't have to. What we need to do is let companies fail, and other companies will buy them out and take them over and buy up their airplanes and run that run the company better. We do not need them to give away our tax dollars. Now, it's the same thing that our local supervisors do on a small, smaller scale by taking our tax money and in giving it away to people they like or nonprofits they like or businesses they like and businesses that they don't like or nonprofits they don't like, they don't give it to them. They need to stay out of that business. Van Drew says taxpayers are working their backs off to pay their taxes. The money goes to bail out these airlines And then he said, many of them, instead of keeping, keeping, hiring more people or keeping the people they have, they fire them and they use the money for their own profits and don't even make sure that we have a good level of service. He said, it's time in America when we give money away, which we shouldn't be given in the first place, God help us. I'm, I'm actually quoting portions of his talk that we know where the money's at least going, how it's being spent, and we ensure that the right thing's being done. Do you, ever, do you remember during the Obama, Obama administration in a, in a company called Solyndra? Obama gave Solyndra, which was a, a, a company that, that uh, manufactured and, or brokered solar panels, and he gave... A half, he gave $500 million of our tax dollars to Solyndra. Solyndra turned around, kept the money, filed bankruptcy, and went out of business. Solyndra, it turned out, their, uh, 
owners, their their CEOs, etc., had given huge amounts of money to the Obama presidency campaign. He turned around and gave that money back to them in the form of a, a tax-forgiven loan or tax-forgiven gift of our dollars that you and I have taken out of our checks or we have to pay in on a quarterly basis. So it's interesting uh, how this works, but Van Drew is drawing some attention to it. Whether other Republicans step up, who knows? But all what we don't need is a bunch of Kevin McCarthy's who are bought and paid for uh, to be in this spot of giving away billions of dollars to companies that if they need if they need to go out of business, they, they'll go out of business. You don't see. Well, anyway, I don't want to belabor the point. I want to. Um, mention this in California our tax dollars that are supposed to go go to educate our kids our kids are now uh, some of the lowest in the United States in performance in math reading science and now school districts are using some of their funds to promote LGBTQXYZMOP causes McClellan District in California paid nearly $10,000 for uh, a presentation of LGBTQ, gay, lesbian, straight, educated, and the money went to Gleason, G-L-S-E-N, Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network to promote their lifestyle to kids. So... uh, That's just, in other words, instead of the teacher teaching about Abraham Lincoln or teaching about World War II or teaching about the how, to, how a, law, a bill becomes law, we end up with a homosexual talk. It says G-L-E-S-E-N, Gleason, they say, is one of the primary drivers of gender ideology and queer theory in the education system. One of the organization's most notable project is the Rainbow Library, a program that sends pro-trans books that's transsexual books to elementary and kindergarten classrooms i want you to think about that and see if you're going to keep your kid in a classroom that has pro-trans books in the elementary school level gleason referred to the library as the first step for getting in front of kids and a stepping stone for inclusive curriculum at the district or state level. Some of the books, such as I Am Jazz, that's the title, I Am Jazz, endorse transgender identification among young children. Breitbart News revealed that the program has received financial support from General Motors. That's GM, that's the car people, right? Car and truck people. Breitbart News also revealed that AmeriCorps, you ever heard of AmeriCorps? I know some people that actually went to work as volunteers in AmeriCorps, or they're paid some stipends. They serve around the country. AmeriCorps, it's a federal agency connecting individuals and organizations to tackle the nation's most pressing challenges, like after an earthquake or something. They offered a stipend for a 22-23 Gleason student and educate educator outreach position in other words they hired a gleason person probably a transsexual homosexual person as an outreach person the description of their role uh, explain that the member will drive engagement with educators school districts and gay straight alliance gender sexuality 
uh, clubs across the state. Meanwhile, another report from Discover the Networks found that the organization engages in lobbying and political activism and has offered sexually explicit materials and information to young children at its conferences. Several California school districts, I'm wondering whether we have it going on here in Yuba Sutter, in Yuba City Unified School District, we know that uh, Doreen Asumi, the superintendent of Yuba City Unified, wants to push CRT because some of her football players held a slave auction. And they actually wanted to hire, they wanted to actually get slaves, maybe to do their homework for them. She's lost her mind, Doreen Asumi. The supervisors should fire her, or the uh, board of trustees should fire her, by the way. It says several school districts, have pushed leftist gender theory on their students. San Francisco Unified, for example, teaches gender theory curriculum without parental consent. That means they don't have to ask you to talk to your kids this way. They just do it. L.A. Unified School District promoted the two-spirit sexual identity and even hosted LGBT club for four-year-olds. I didn't say 14, four-year-olds, an LGBT club. There were also other clubs for middle and middle and high school kids, such as middle school trans and gender non-binary group. The district shared a video of transgender activists on the Instagram account. The activist posts explicit pictures of himself online. Meanwhile, they also partnered with an organization that provides pro-trans books to elementary schools. How about just south of us here? We're up here in Northern California, but San Rafael is also considered uh, Northern. And uh, San Rafael City Schools spent 30000 for racial equity training with a consultant who mobilizes students as leftist activists for CRT, critical race theory. The program called Student Leaders Anti-Racist Movement, or SLAM, seeks to Engage students in conversation about race, but to uh, not just do that, but to empower and mobilize them. Hayward, which is down in the Bay Area, just south of us here, Hayward Unified School District paid a group called Woke Kindergarten $57,000 to teach staff members how to disrupt whiteness. And white dominant settler colonial narratives. They paid them $57,000. That's what Ben Carson's saying. When you start teaching this kind of stuff, it's because you're not being successful teaching what kids need. Reading, writing, arithmetic. How about Riverside? Riverside County, California. Riverside Unified School District previously promoted an essay called Decentering Whiteness, which remarked that attacking whiteness is not enough. The website featured an anti-racist reading list. District leadership also claimed that CRT was not being taught despite hiring an education consulting firm that uses the divisive theory. Well, uh, we, we elected a couple conservative ladies, Christian conservative ladies, to the um, Yuba City Unified School District. And uh, it's interesting. I I don't know whether I can pull this. Let's see. Oh, I'm going to just jump down since we're on this topic. There is a school district, and it's down in Southern California. 
And uh, let me see if I can find California School Board. Okay, so a California school district, Temecula, that's um, east of uh, San Diego, Temecula Valley Unified School District. They elected some new board members, more conservative board members. And the first act after getting sworn in was they voted three to two to ban CRT. No CRT in our in no soup for you. No CRT in Temecula Valley Unified School District. It's out. Nothing. Uh, the, the resolution stated uh, TVUSD, that's the district, desires to uplift and unite students by not imposing the responsibility of, of historical transgressions in the past and instead will engage students of all cultures in an age-appropriate critical thinking that helps students navigate the past, the present, and the future. It, it, I'm just picking in, I, I don't want to read the whole resolution, critical race theory or other f- familiar frameworks will not be used as a source to guide how topics related to race will be taught. In addition to resolutions specifically banned, many of the core tenets of the theory, such as the notion that racism is, is racial prejudice plus power, a concept that is often used to argue that only individuals classified as white people can be racist because only white people control society, da-da-da. The resolution also bans other tenets of the theory. Uh, so, Yuba City Unified, Marysville Unified, Wheatland, East Nicholas, just ban it. Live Oak, just ban it. Just deal with it, right? I used to say, oh, they were powerless. Well, Temecula isn't powerless. A lot of these other districts are choosing to bring in a transsexual story hour. Why would you need? Why would you need to have a transsexual story hour? A guy sitting there with his ding dong hanging down with his gahonies, uh hanging down below his skirt. You know, as he's sitting in a tiny little chair with his knees up in the air, exposing himself, teaching kids about uh, how it's wonderful to be a guy that wants to be a girl. All right, we're going to be right back. And we'll finish up the second half of our show. my brothers and sisters Christmas presents. If the money was tight, he pulled me to the side and be like, big man, I'm gonna take care of your sisters. I'm gonna get them the Barbies and the Barbies houses they want. I'm coming up short. I'll get you next time. One morning, everybody's out opening presents and I thought I wasn't getting a present and he opens the door. Let's go play some ball. Boom, and it was the Dr. J ball. Best present he got me was an autographed Dr. J ball. Dr. J was my man. Couple weeks after that, he gets some Nick tickets. Dr. J goes baseline, throws it down, crowd goes crazy. That's when I said, okay, that's what I want to do. I'm a changed man. From that day on, no more juvenile delinquent, tried better in school, stayed out of trouble. What was it about that day? When Dr. J went baseline and the crowd went crazy, it was like, I want that. I want people to scream my name. The 15-minute cities that everyone is talking about now is the Great Reset's trendy new name for open-air prison camps. The idea is to corral everyone into neighborhoods small enough to walk from one end to the other in 15 minutes. 
Everything you need within a half mile radius so that you'll never, ever have to leave. These Dutch cities are banning petrol and diesel delivery vehicles to tackle air pollution and climate change. From 2025, all deliveries must be made in electric vehicles in 14 cities across the Netherlands. It will prevent CO2 emissions equivalent to taking 216,000 cars off the road. And businesses will get to help make the switch with grants of 5,000 euros towards an electric van or lorry. The cities implementing zero emission zones include Amsterdam and Tilburg. Other areas around the world are also banning exhaust fumes. In the U.S., Santa Monica has set up a voluntary zero-emission delivery zone. The UK's first zero-emission street has opened in central London. Beach Street will be closed to polluting vehicles for 18 months. The scheme could expand into London's financial district in 2022. What's your city doing to encourage cleaner, climate-resilient transport? Brought to you by people who want to keep you in a 15-minute prison city. The World Economic Forum. I'm the Tyrannical Lisp. While the post-edit Tyrannical Lisp voiceover is satire, it still reflects the truth. The Great Reset is pure fascism, hiding behind an effeminate homosexual veneer. Perhaps this is because some people see it as harmless, and others are rendered silent out of fear of being called homophobic. Or maybe fascism is just queer. Whatever the reason, there is nothing harmless about the Great Reset. The perpetrators of this outrageous plan are marketing it with a gentle tone, telling you that you will eat healthy, stay active, get around, and enjoy the outdoors in your tiny little open-air prison camp. These organizations are telling you that there isn't enough room for you because you are the reason that Mother Earth is sick. This is the subtext convincing people to not have children and persuading them to castrate the ones they have. Comfortable lies for the fearful. And those with the courage to see the truth can see that this is just an accounting issue. We the people are seen as livestock, looked down upon as useless eaters by godless psychopaths who want a more manageable herd to exploit for their own selfish desires, who want us to own nothing and be happy and eat the bugs. This plan was officially announced in 2015 and made actionable in 2017 with the goal of accomplishing most of it by 2030. Paris is being celebrated for leading the charge on the trendy new 15-minute city prison camps. But they are not alone. Melbourne, Australia is building theirs. And in America, New York City, Los Angeles, and Cleveland are doing the same. The right to travel is not in the Bill of Rights. In the past, the courts have ruled that this presumed right is firmly established in US law. But things have changed. Today, we are at risk of losing it all. And if we don't stand up for our own freedom, then who will? Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. I'm Oliver Bartholomew, and I'm 16 and a half years old, and I'm the speechwriter for Kamala Harris. Ever since I was little, 
I liked words, so I made writing words my job. Every politics person has a writer, like me, to make good words for them to say. Space is exciting. Space, it affects us all. I got that idea when I was thinking about space and how big it is. Sometimes I have to write about bad stuff, like war. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong. I thought it would be neat if Kuma wore a blue suit and told people she was wearing it. I'm a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. And who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? If there's a man. Well, I'll mention a couple other people that are helping us stay in the loop here, and that is uh, Peachtree Health. Actually, it's not Peachtree Health. It's Dr. Joe Cassidy who works at Peachtree Health, and uh, Dr. Joe and I, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a guy who's a facilitator, helps people get to where they need to be in life. Dr. Joe and I are working with addicts, and because the government is taking the uh, money from us out of our taxes and just hiring a bunch of people to sit around all day and uh, consume uh, beverages and uh, eat tuna sandwiches over there at behavioral health but don't really see any addicts anymore. We're taking their spot and we're getting addicts off the street and into rehab. So Dr. Joe Cassidy can be reached. We want you to go if you have an addiction of any type and you need help, you want help, you can go see Dr. Joe Cassidy if you dial him up, make an appointment at 530-749-3242. He will examine you, check you over, talk to you about your addiction, and we will help get you into some the help that you need. All people don't need the same thing. All people don't need an inpatient rehab. Some, some, some people can do just fine with doing outpatient. There's a lot of options. The cool thing is that you can get your life back. And so 749-3242, ask for Dr. Joe Cassidy. And if they ask you why, just say addiction. And uh, if you have problems getting an appointment, you can, I'm going to give you his cell number, not to call, but to text during the day one time. Don't blow his phone up. And the, the number is 530-682-8648, 682-8648. If, if you become impatient and you just want to talk to me about it and, and I will help link you up with appointments and all that kind of stuff, you can call me directly at 530-713-183. You can text or call me any day of the week or night, day. Doesn't make any difference to me. 530-713-1838. We know we can help you. We've helped thousands of other people over the years. So let's get it on, okay? So that's Dr. Joe. And then uh, North Valley Paralegal, they made a change. Same people, same name. Uh, they have moved uh, from where they were on uh, Sutter Street over to 202 Civic Center Boulevard, Suite A. 
Now, Civic Center Boulevard is the street that Sutter County Sheriff's Department is on, and it's also where the uh, Yuba City City Hall is on and also where the courthouse, the Sutter County Courthouse is on. That's all Civic Center Boulevard, very easy to find. It runs from Butte House Road over to Highway 20 or Calusa Avenue and 202 Civic Center Boulevard. You got it, 202 Civic Center Boulevard. And then you find Suite A. That's the temporary location for North Valley Paralegal. They're in transition, uh, looking for a new location to buy. But they're temporarily, they may be there for a year. They may be there for six months. But easy. It's a nicer office. It's a little smaller office. Very professional. Easy to find. So uh, their number, their normal number, although they're they're moving. So I'm going to give you two numbers. Their landline is 530 751 9289 7519289 if that doesn't go through for some reason because they're transferring their location you can call uh, Yanelli Garcia's cell number night or day at 530-673-4500 673-4500 that's Yanelli Garcia she's the owner she said Lou if there's any problems with our landline because we're moving my cell number's fine, 673-4500. They'll meet all your legal needs, and they'll meet them better than the local attorneys can. In fact, many local attorneys use North Valley Paralegal to do their work. So uh, check them out, 202 Civic Center Boulevard, and uh, this will be posted on our nohostagesradio.com site uh, if you look up the podcast and then it'll show who our sponsors are you'll see that there the new location if you need to look them up or you can dial me up 530-713-1838 i'll i'll uh, redirect you to the right spot also i want to mention thrifty rooter they have been with us for seem like maybe this is their second year they've been a monthly supporter of ours uh bill and uh, carla uh, artemenko and they have been uh, in the plumbing business for nearly 50 years, and they are wonderful people. I know them. Uh, they, have, they have lived here and served here and helped people with their plumbing needs for all those years. And that is saying something. I've, I've been in business and in various businesses, worked with various businesses. Some have stuck. Some have, have not stuck in the area. They haven't worked out. So to actually have a business that uh, has thrived for all these years is amazing. So you can go to their website at thriftyrooter.net, very easy. And then you could look at all the services that they can provide you, whether you have a septic-type system or whether you're hooked to sewer or whatever. They got all the options. They can deal with everything. Thriftyrooter.net, you can check it out. And then instead of calling, you could just send them a memo off that website and request their services. But if you want to actually talk to a dispatcher, that's very easy. Dial them up on a landline at 530-673-8201. Okay, we're going to go back down here and take off again. And, uh, oh, let me mention, since I've been talking about this, uh, I want to promote the EPIC uh, let me just find the page here real quick. Sorry, I normally have this pulled up. Let's see if I can pull it up. Boom, there it is. There's what I need down here. So, okay. So here's the deal. 
there's a new school. It's relatively new. It started during the COVID when they shut down all the schools. So a couple teachers that taught in the Yuba City Unified System, they didn't like what was being taught, like CRT and all the nonsense about gender, so they left. They're Christian teachers, and they're good people. Uh, There's a married couple, and they said, we want to start a school. They didn't have anywhere to start it. They couldn't find facilities. They couldn't find a location. So Church of Glad Tidings offered some classroom space out there. So they've been based for the second year now, two years, second year, uh, at Church of Glad Tidings at 1179 Eager Road. So Church of Glad Tidings is a separate organization, but Epic is operating on the campus, and it's a private Christian-based school, Epic, E-P-E-C, Embassy Private Education Center, okay, Private Educational Center. So 1179 Eager Road, very easy to find. It's a great environment. There's lots of places to run, play. Um, there's, they, can, they have indoor gymnasium. They have outdoor facilities, soccer, baseball, basketball, all kinds of places to run and play. Safe, all safe. Uh, not in some uh, shootout neighborhood, weird stuff going on, nothing like that. So uh, check it out. And you can go to the Church of Glad Tidings website, go churchofgladtidings.com, and then you just take your cursor and running o- run it over to the left. I'm doing it now that I'm talking to you, and just let it sit on ministries. And then you look down the list, and you just slide your cursor down, and you can find Epic, Embassy Private Educational Center, okay? Now... The school system is not reformable in your lifetime. If you have children in school, your children are going to be twisted by the time they get out of school uh, and get done with it. You're not, the school will not be able to be fixed without damaging your kids. I'm telling you, uh, and so you think, well, it's free. It's not free. It's going to cost the lives of your kids. You think, oh, I, free because you didn't have to pay a check every month? If your kids go down the tubes, that's a big expense right there. So, uh, all right. Here's the deal. You could, there's a page. When you click on Epic, it's a whole page. There's testimonials or videos. It's a K-12 through program. It's a Tuesday through Friday system. Tuesday through Friday, they cover math, science, English, social studies, physical education, and elective, and the Bible. It is a tuition-based school. Uh, they may have uh, sponsors. They may have sliding skill. You can find out from them. Online, there's an application. It talks about the tuition, the supply list, all that kind of stuff. For more information, you can just uh, do EPEC, E-P-E-C, at churchofgladtidings.com. That's an email, E-P-E-C, at churchofgladtidings.com. Or you can call And then if it's after hours, you can put in or nobody answers. It's an auto attendant. Then just hit 254. Or if it's after hours, you can hit 254 and get into their system and talk talk to somebody or leave them a message. So you can find out quite a bit online. The other thing that may be of interest, if you say, listen, I, I, we can't find, we can't come up with any money. We don't want to stand a public system, but we can't come up with any money to do a private school. So we need homeschool. So if you want that, there is a group called Arrow Education, Arrow like a bow and arrow, A-R-R-O-W, Arrow Education. It's a co-op. 
and but it's not costing you anything. I think it costs you twenty dollars a year just to cover some speakers that they bring in. Arrow Education meets on the campus there. All there, they just use that facility at eleven seventy nine Eager Road as a place to gather. They were be gathering on Wednesdays, but you can check it all out. I'm going to check it out right now. I'm clicking on under ministries. I'm going to click on it, see what it says. It was created in 2020. So they're in, we're entering their third year and it's to support uh, families that are doing home curriculum. So it's a great deal to meet lots of different families and you'll learn about who's using what curriculum. You may be able to get some free curriculum. It's handed down to you. Uh, they will, uh, it's a great, it's a great opportunity to collaborate and learn from people doing the same thing you are and get their phone numbers. So you can call them during the week and all of a sudden. So this said the camp, they meet on Wednesdays there for all of them get together from nine fifty in the morning to three Oh five in the afternoon. It says it's $20 per semester. So I'm assuming there's two semesters a year and, um, and I'm just glancing through it. I think I think everything's there. You can um, lots of information. So if you're thinking about it, this is a good place to just go and just maybe for a visit or a call over. Let me see if there's a phone number. Uh, let's see. Arrow contact contact. I don't see it right here. If you call Church of Glad Tidings five three zero six seven one. Three one six zero. I know there's a registration thing here. Oh, that's that's a download. Five three zero six seven one three one six zero, and uh, they'll connect you with Arrow Education person, and they'll get you going. Okay, so that's two options. One is private school. One is uh, homeschool. And there's a lot of homeschoolers that will be. One day I was out there working, and I think uh, there were almost 100 people out there between parents and kids uh, doing everything from eating to going to school to playing sports, splitting up in teams, and doing the whole thing. So check it out, and I hope it helps you. And if you need some other guidance on education, there's, there's a number of uh, private schools in the Yuba Sutter area, and I'm sure if you're listening from another state or another county outside this area, you have some good things to offer as well. So uh, just let's just help people get to where they need to be because the public school system is in a free fall right now and uh, teaching all kinds of nonsense uh, like I was just discussing uh, just before we took the break. Now, we're having a um, a complete meltdown culturally, and one of the one of the areas that is just amazing to me, but it's just it's the spirit of the age, it's the spirit of deception and the spirit of stupid, and it it's affected uh, an institution uh, we call Disney Disney World, or. You know, there's all kinds of things, not Disneyland, Epcot Center, all those. There's Disney all over the world now. You started right down here in L.A., the Walt Disney Company. I'm so old that I didn't know Walt, but he was alive when I was starting out. So 
What's happening is Walt Disney Company is collapsing, just like Southwest Air. Go woke, go broke. People are getting, in fact, the lady just fired South, uh, just, excuse me, just uh, sued Southwest Air because they fired her because of comments. She made some pro-life comments, not on their website, not on their Facebook site, but on her own Facebook site. She made some comments about how she was pro-life. They fired her. And so she just won, I think, $5 million from them. And uh, and they have a woke uh, propaganda and doctrine now that you have to follow. And you have to, even your personal site, your phone has to be clean of any anti-woke comments. That's Southwest, the, co- the company we used to just love and admire here on the West Coast or the left coast. And... Uh, so Walt Disney Company ended its its day on Friday, just a week ago. They were down 2.6% on their stock. And uh, you think, well, that's just one day, Lou. Well, for the year, at the for the year of 2022, they lost 45.7% of their value in just one year in 2022. I want you to think about it if you uh put a dollar for every dollar you put into Disney at the start of the year, you ended up uh, with just 55%. In other words, you lost 45 cents on every dollar if you just if you dropped that. But if you invested in at the big end of 2021, you ended up at the end of 2022 losing 55 cents on the dollar. That's amazing. So uh, Disney's in free fall. In fact, their director quit. They brought back the previous director, but he's no different than the rest. So it says if one looks at Disney's overall NASDAQ price for the past five years, you do indeed see a drop and, and a big drop happened in March, 2020. Do you remember March, 2020? Uh, so that started when the shutdowns happened. Remember all the, all the uh, movie theaters shut down. Uh, so then when they opened back up, Disney stocks made a, a little bit of recovery and they were holding steady until February of 2022. Do you know what happened? On, so we know what March, 2020 was the lockdown, right? So then February, 2022, and, uh, it went into a nosedive and it has not recovered and it may never recover. What happened in March? Well, Walt Disney's CEO, a guy named Bob Chappick. He drugged the company to a woke crusade against the state of Florida. In other words, he joined a campaign attacking Florida because it wasn't woke enough. And he took on a governor named Ron DeSantis. And um, so Ron DeSantis had had uh, helped uh, handhold a bill called the Parental Rights in Education Bill. And it's an anti-grooming bill. Uh, and it had been deceitfully dubbed as the don't say gay bill. That's not what it, it was about at all. And it's just said you cannot groom children to be cool with homosexual behavior or sexual behavior. That's not what school's about. So Chappick, Bob Chappick, along with Walt Disney Company, uh, they took on Ron DeSantis and fought this bill. The Disney company did. Now, Disney's located in California. It's also do- located big time 
in Florida, and they get all kinds of, I don't know whether you realize this, but we not only give your tax money away to some of these big businesses like PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, we just gave them over a billion dollars just to keep running Diablo Canyon. And then we also gave money to Southwest Air. We gave money to all the airlines, right? So then they give them these tax breaks to operate in their uh, communities because they draw a lot of people to these states like Florida, California. So the fight was on, and parents and many Disney employees uh, did not like the fact that Disney was going woke, and they complained. And so, uh, anyway, open letters were written and signed by employees calling for politically neutral Disney. But nope, Disney wanted to throw down. Uh, So what happened was their stock continued to plummet. As the year went on, Disney brass were caught on video calling to continue with their not-at-all-secret gay agenda. In other words, they're saying, we're going to go forward. In fact, I saw a cartoon that showed an old cartoon back when I was a kid that I would have never noticed this, but they slowed it down and showed how Mickey Mouse uh, was using an erection to poke holes in cheese to make Swiss cheese. Now, it, it, it was incredible to see it, but these guys have been perverts for many years. I'm going to take a break here. We're going to start a fifth segment in just a moment. Well, the weather outside is scary, and we know that his legs are hairy. We know it because he told us so. Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe. Can't understand him when he's speaking. He even said he was Puerto Rican. Fell off a bike when it was going slow. Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe. On the border, he has no clue. And it's making us all go insane. When he's got nothing left to do, he just sends some more cash to Ukraine. Now the country is slowly dying, and Corinne Jean-Pierre keeps on lying. This president is our greatest foe. Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe. Talking of all you perverts, it was a big year... It was a big year for paedophile movies. Um, Surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes. Shut up. Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. Many talented people of colour were snubbed in major categories. Um, Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. So, fifth time. So... We were going to do an in-memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse enough. It just, no. It was mostly white people. And I thought, nah, not on my watch. Maybe next year. Let's, Let's see what happens. Now, there's one thing you might have noticed I don't complain about. 
politicians. Everybody complains about politicians. Everybody says they suck. Yeah. Well, where do people think these politicians come from? They don't fall out of the sky. They don't pass through a membrane from another reality. They come from American parents and American families, American homes, American schools, American churches, American businesses, and American universities, and they're elected by American citizens. This is the best we can do, folks. This is what we have to offer. It's what our system produces. Garbage in, garbage out. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, if you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. And term limits ain't going to do you any good. You're just going to wind up with a brand new bunch of selfish, ignorant Americans. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the politicians who suck. Maybe something else sucks around here, like the public. Given that policies passed now will affect the younger generation for years to come, do you believe that Americans should have the right to vote at age 16? I believe strongly that you can judge a society based on how it treats its children. And um, you can look at what we are not doing for our students, for our teenagers, and even younger. And I believe that if they had greater political power, maybe we would get our act together a little bit better than we've been doing, and maybe that's one of the steps toward it. What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. Nancy Pelosi's policies are making it harder and harder for average Americans to accumulate wealth, shackling us with taxes, destroying the dollar with reckless spending, but the speaker who makes in the low six figures has somehow very easily become one of the richest members of Congress. What's her secret? It appears to be her husband, Paul. After they got married, Paul opened up a real estate and venture capital firm. And through his connections, he pushed Nancy into the political world, helping her get elected to Congress in 1987. The couple has timed the market perfectly over the years while Nancy's been a Washington insider. Real estate, stocks, the Pelosi's always know what the right investment is. Since getting married, they've acquired a mansion in Napa Valley a vineyard home worth up to $25 million, real luxury, it's on 16 acres. Pelosi has a gorgeous waterfront condo in the exclusive K Street region in D.C., now worth over $2 mil. She has a multi-million dollar red brick mansion in California's Pacific Heights. And Paul owns at least two commercial properties in San Francisco combined worth up to $50 million. Since regaining the gavel in 2018, the Pelosi's wealth has skyrocketed. That year, her financial disclosure report revealed a net worth of over $114 million. Then, in 2019, Pelosi's assets totaled up to a whopping $271 million. And in 2020, those numbers went up even more, to as high as $315 million. Bucks. Quite a lot of crumbs. So where's the money coming from? 60 Minutes basically accused Paul Pelosi of insider trading. Madam Leader, um, I wanted to ask you why you and your husband back in March of 2008 um, accepted and participated in a very large IPO deal from Visa. At a time there was major uh, legislation affecting their credit card companies making its way through the, um, through the House. And what? did you consider that to be a conflict of interest? I don't know what your point is of your question. Is there some point that you want to make with that? 
Well, I, I guess what I'm asking is, do you think it's all right for uh, a speaker uh, to accept uh, a very preferential, favorable uh, stock deal? Well, we did. You participated in the IPO. Well, I have made And at the time, you were speaker of the House. You don't that. think it was a conflict of interest or had the appearance no, of a it, conflict not, of interest? No, it only has the appearance if you decide that you're going to have a, a, a elaborate on a false premise. But it, it, it's not true, and that's that. I don't understand we, what yeah. part's not true. Yes, sir. Um, that I, that I would act upon an investment. In 2007, Visa worried the new Democrat Congress would target their swipe fees, costing them billions. So they hired a team of lobbyists who descended on Pelosi. Visa's CEO personally met with her. She got donations from him. One of Nancy's advisors left and became a Visa lobbyist himself. The old inside-outside game. Now get this. Suddenly, Paul Pelosi got a phone call from his broker. He was in luck. Paul was offered a pre-screened invite to get in early on Visa's $18 billion IPO. Did Nancy and her husband hesitate? No. They bought between $1 million and $5 million worth of Visa stock. But it gets better. While Pelosi was speaker, bills that would have hurt Visa's stock price were blocked in the House. Visa shares going up over 200% during the time, making the Pelosi's a fortune on paper. Nancy Pelosi and her husband have a knack for taking advantage of market timing. In March, Paul Pelosi exercised $2 million worth of Microsoft options just two weeks before the tech giant got a $22 billion contract to equip the U.S. Army with high-tech headsets. In January, the Pelosi's got $1 million worth of Tesla stock right before Joe Biden announced electric car incentives. In June... The Pelosi family cashed in big time just before Congress was set to pounce on big tech. Mr. Pelosi exercised options on Google's parent company, Alphabet, making an easy 5.3 mil. Now, to be fair, the Pelosi's have never been indicted for insider trading, but her marriage, investments, and access, combined with extremely fortunate timing, have created a lot of suspicions. Oh, the shark, babe. Has such teeth, dear, and it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has old Maggie Heath, babe, and it keeps it uh, out of sight. You know when that shark bites with his teeth, babe. So anyway, um, soon. Even after Disney was caught on video saying, uh, we're going to throw down, we're going down to support the gay agenda. This is what, what this is about at Disney. And soon followed movies and shows that, that uh, openly showed LGBTQ plus characters in an attempt to normalize the agenda. Uh, against which the Florida bill and Ron DeSantis sought to protect children. So Lightyear... The movie Lightyear featured the first same-sex kiss in a children's movie. Strange World featured a gay man main character. The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, has a bisexual character. Interestingly enough, this cartoon was released in February 2022, right when Disney's stock started to plummet. Disney also launched a clothing line called Disney Pride Collection, 
whose profits all go to LGBTQ+. Is that amazing? Uh, Disney has been losing money hand over fist as uh, as parents have are done their toast with the overt propaganda and uh, they don't want anything to do with Disney. So Bob Chapek was sent packing in November of 2022 and Bob Igor or Iger or Iger, I-G-E-R, who coached Chapek now came back to patch up the thing. But Bob, the there's Bob replaced Bob, and now the Bob went, came back to replace the old Bob, the new Bob. Old Bob's replacing new Bob, but he's not anything different. And so he, Bob Iger says, one of the core values of our storytelling is inclusion and acceptance and tolerance, and we can't lose that. We're not going to make everyone happy all the time, and we're not going to try to. We're certainly not going to lessen our core values in order to make everyone happy all the time. Well, uh, okay. So that's what's happening with Disney. And, uh, you know, what I've always said, I, I, we don't have to organize all kinds of boycotts about all kinds of things. The left does that all the time. I just say, your money is your free speech. You can open your mouth and say something, positive or negative, Promote things, stand against things by your speech. You can your speech is in your writing. Your speech is in uh, what you say. Your speech is also in how you purchase things, what you spend your money on. So if you decide I don't want to buy Disney apparel, which is gonna the money's gonna go to to uh, bisexual causes, right? Because they're donating all this apparel money to uh it's the disney pride if you see disney pride collection that doesn't mean pride in your good works that's pride over homosexuality so if you don't want to support that don't buy disney pride collection i'm not saying boycott everything I, all i'm saying is i'm not organizing it. i'm just saying be aware of where you spend your money I'm, i've made a conscious change to spend as much of my money as possible with local small businesses why because our supervisors shut down local small businesses that ain't cool with me so i'm going to do everything in my power to not support the big box stores but to support small businesses i'm not going to support people that are supporting uh things like uh lbgt xyz mop i'm not going to support people that are supporting our government schools that are doing stupid stuff like crt and transsexual transsexual story hour right so uh we just need to be wise about these things and think of you know sometimes things oh well i just vote you know every couple of years we vote right you actually vote every day if you go down and buy gas if you go down and buy some groceries you go down and buy some clothing or wherever you're buying your stuff, buy it at places that think like you do if you can, if you, if you can focus on that. And uh, pay attention to how you're spending your money. And that'll make a huge, huge difference. And I'm going to tell you about a guy in a minute about the NBA and a guy that sacrificed his career uh, because of uh, his convictions. And first of all, I'm going to tell you about a couple of businesses that make it happen for us. And that's uh, Elite Universal Security, Monty Hecker. 
And uh, these guys started in Yuba County many, many years ago, and now have grown all over Northern California. So their headquarters is here, but they have jobs all over the North State. So if you're listening to me from somewhere in the North State and you wonder, wow, I could use some extra income. I retired. I thought I was good, but now I think I'm, you know, prices are up. I need to make maybe 10 or pick up some money, 10 or 20 hours a week. And um, so if you want a job or you want them to do a job for you to keep your stuff, your stop, stuff and protect your property from vandalism, from theft, from screwy people doing nutso stuff, from people coming into your restaurant when they shouldn't be in there and they're uh, st- stirring the pot, they're out of their minds, they're off the streets doing nutso stuff. Elite Universal Security can help you. You can reach them at 5... Where, well, I was going to almost give you the wrong phone number because I had my computer on the wrong page. 530-749-0280. That's a landline. They got dispatchers, so you can reach them pretty much 24 hours a day. 749-0280. That's Elite Universal Security. If you add .com, you can go to their website. So whatever you need in terms of security, they can help you. And if you want some work, they can pick you up as well and train you along the way. They also help people get their CCW, their concealed weapons print licenses, and uh, also with uh, how to handle the toxic sprays that you can have a little bottle of toxic spray fits right in your purse or pocket. And you can spray somebody instead of shoot somebody. And they'll teach you how to use that as well. Also wanted to mention um, Greenest Construction. You can call or text them when you're thinking you want to redo your kitchen or bath. And I'm going to give you a couple places where you can see their work. So you can see, oh, these are the type of guys I want. And that's Greenitz. That's the color green with ETZ on the end, greenitzconstruction.com. Or you can go to Facebook page, Dave Greenitz Construction. And check out their before and after, and then give them. You can either send them a message off those sites, or you could dial them up. So, uh, all right, let's get back down here. So, another organization that we thought, oh, you know, if you ever thought sports was just about sports, I hope you've come to the conclusion that's long gone. Every sport has all kinds of political ties to it. And um, and you may most of the sports figures are towing the political line, uh, the woke, the woke line, or they'll lose their career. Right. And that's some of these folks are making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Those are the cheap, cheap uh, salaries. Others are making multi millions each year. So. uh this is uh, the title of this article was NBA versus freedom. It says some sports organizations defend their athletes against China's oppressive rules. The NBA doesn't. It says in this article that about 10% of, of NBA's revenues come from China. Did you know that? And that China, there's more people that watch or listen to the NBA in China than do so in America. Uh, so th- this is a story about a guy named Enos, E-N-E-S, Cantor, K-A-N-T-E-R, Enos Cantor. You might remember him. He is uh, Turkish 
by birth, and he is a big, tall guy. He was playing center for uh, different teams, and uh, he eventually uh, was on the Boston Celtics team when he had a big when they had a big meltdown over him in the NBA. So he was a teenage basketball star, and uh, he was shocked when his teammate criticized Barack Obama because he was over here in America. He criticized him on Facebook, and because because uh, Enos was used to being in Turkey where you could not speak uh, critically in any way about the government, even if they deserved it. So uh, anyway, uh, when Turkey's when he went on to become not a teenage star but an actual professional basketball player for the NBA said when Turkey's president shut down news outlets and people were protesting in Turkey, Cantor said he was going to say something about it. So he tweeted and he wrote op-eds and he gave interviews. So uh, the Turkey uh, government retaliated and they jailed Enos's father. Enos was from Turkey, so his parents still live there. So they jailed Enos's father, not because anything the father did, but because Enos was in America talking trash about the government and they wanted to set an example that this is what happens if you talk about the turkish government the nba supported enos's protest nba commissioner adam silver who's still the commissioner texted enos twice and said whatever you need we are here for you keep doing what you're doing but then enos criticized china because of their uh persecution of muslims enos is a muslim turkey is a muslim country primarily enos is muslim and uh chinese were uh imprisoning millions of the what we call the uyghur people that's an ethnic group uyghurs and the uyghur people primarily are muslim and they were they were incarcerating them in prison and uh and harvesting their organs doing all kinds they were doing many other things take they were incarcerating the falun gong they were incarcerating christians so uh enos wrote uh free uh, the words free tibet he wrote free tibet on his basketball shoes and the nba noticed that and they uh although there's no rule against it because other players had put Black Lives Matters on their shoes or I Can't Breathe. You remember I Can't Breathe from Ferguson, Missouri, on their shoes. Uh, so there was no problem with criticizing and saying America was ugly or America has problems in the NBA. There was no pressure if you wanted to do that. But putting free Tibet on his shoes, the NBA got a hold of him and said, get that off your shoes. Now, isn't that interesting? You could put... I hate America. You could take a knee. You could put Black Lives Matters on your shoe. Or you could put I Can't Breathe on your shoe. But if you put Free Tibet, he was told to remove it. And he said, I'm not going to remove it. I remove it from my shoes. It's freedom. It's my freedom of speech. And uh, so, but the fact is, he's employed by the NBA. And your employer does have some rights to manage you right so america's freedom of speech applies to government the nba can legally censor an employee who might cost them money 
They did exactly that to Enos Cantor, and he didn't get to play. It's clear that the it's clear what the NBA feared. Just minutes after Cantor tweeted the photo of his shoes that said "Free Tibet," just minutes, literally minutes after the photo went up on Twitter, China TV banned coverage of the Celtics games. They sh- they blacked out the Celtics games, but they did it temporarily because it's it's not just a one way street. Chinese people love the NBA. So the, the Celtics uh, thought Enos Cantor was a hot potato, so they got rid of him, sent him to the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets then waived him. In other words, they thought, meh, yeah, we paid for you, but uh, we're, we're, gonna, uh, we're not going to play you, so you're out of the organization. He received no offer from any other teams in the NBA. Enos Cantor said he thought he had at least another six years of ability, physical ability to hang uh, in the NBA, but nobody would hire him. Uh, So some sports organizations defend their athletes against China's oppressive rules. For instance, when the women's tennis player Ping Shuai accused a Chinese government official of sexual assault and then disappeared for a few days, the Women's Tennis Association said they would support her even if they lost money at it. But when you look at what the NBA is getting, the NBA is not going to go, go that route. So the NBA makes billions of dollars every year, and they can't risk 10%, and that 10% of its income is coming from China. Uh, so uh, Enos Cantor felt so strongly that he changed his name to Freedom. He changed it officially. His real name now is Enos Freedom. He said, I did it because I believe that freedom is most important thing that you can have after air, water, and food. What kills me is how a Chinese dictatorship can pretty much control 100% made, 100% made American company and fire an American citizen from that company, which that's what happened to me. So even though Enos Freedom lost a lot, Uh, he still feels that he did the right thing. He says, this this guy's a Muslim. I want you Christians to think about this. He said, if God gives you a gift, you can give back to people by standing with them, he says. That means so much to people out there who don't have a voice. And if you're not outspoken about some of the issues that are happening, you're part of the problem. So Enos Cantor or Enos Freedom now is absent from the NBA and uh, also uh, well I don't want well, I don't think I want to spend any more time on that but I wanted you to know about it because the NBA and by the way the movie industry Hollywood is controlled by China as well did you know that China has bought into movie studios so if you have a theme or a a plot in a movie that is anyway critical of China, uh, probably they're going to scrub that movie or they're going to eliminate any kind of negative slant or even if it's an honest view, if it's a correct view of China, uh, they're going to uh, put the kibosh on that. 
So wherever China is buying in to this country, it's starting to control by its monetary influence uh, what is said about China. They want everybody to, to talk positive about China, even though they're they're forcing organ transplants off prisoners. They're doing all kinds of gnarly stuff, killing people, uh, putting people in slave labor camps, etc. cetera. Uh, okay. So Katie Grimes wrote an interesting article. She is the editor of the California Globe. If you want to read a good newspaper, there's two newspapers I like to glance at, and that is online. I look at the California Globe, Katie Grimes, and also Epoch Times is a uh, great paper that I actually subscribe to, and I get a hard copy in the mail, but you can just get an electronic copy if you so choose. So she says uh, California is already considered an abortion sanctuary state since the Supreme Court changed Roe versus Wade and said the states need to sort out their abortion issues on their own. The federal, the federal government is out of the abortion business, in, endorsing it or endorsing against it. So now uh, Gavin Newsom has said that we will help fund anybody that wants to fly in here from another state to kill their baby. That's, that's why they call it a sanctuary state. That's why it's, it's also a sanctuary state for illegal aliens. It, it's like it's become a, a city or a state of refuge for people that are in this country illegally and don't want to leave. Now it's going to be a transgender, transgender state of refuge. So Scott Weiner, who is a celebrated a homosexual weirdo uh, from San Francisco, Scott Weiner. You can't you can't make up these names. You know you can't. This is uh, crazier than rea- you know fiction. Scott Weiner. Remember remember the other Weiner that kept sending his pictures of his junk around. Anthony Weiner. He was a congressman from New York, and some gal said this is pictures of his junk, and she she says he keeps sending them to me. And um, I think uh, Anthony Weiner ended up doing a little time over that. But Scott Weiner can be weird and uh, be celebrated. So he got this bill passed, this SB or Senate Bill 107. He's a senator, state senator. I think he's terming out, thank God. So in August, he passed this, and it became a law uh, just a couple days ago, January 1, and it erodes parents' rights by allowing minor children to travel to California for trans procedures, that's operations on your genitals, puberty blockers, uh, known as gender-affirming health care. That's what they call it, gender-affirming health care. We're going to be right back and do our last segment. Hold on. July 31st, 2021. So I went to the post office today because I had to pick up some mail and um, post office here in New York City closes at four o'clock on Saturdays. So I made sure to get there early and I got there at 3.20. 
When I get there, there's an older gentleman standing outside and the post office is closed. And I said to him, what's going on? He said, I don't know, they're closed. So I, of course, start rapping really hard on the glass. And finally, a woman came out and she said, can I help you? And I said, yeah, it's 3.30. You guys close at four, today's Saturday. She said, I apologize, we had to close because we have no one to man the windows. Now, to be honest, at first I was super annoyed about that because I was waiting for a package. However, she was kind enough to take my ID, she got my package, uh, she gave it to me. And then I started to think, what would happen if every New Yorker did what those postal workers did? What if every New Yorker said, I'm not complying? What if every New Yorker said, I won't get vaccinated, you can fire me? What if every New Yorker was willing to get fired, go on unemployment? Stop paying rent, hold on to that money, and then move to a state where they could be free. What would happen then? What would happen if every bus driver stopped driving the buses? What would happen if the MTA workers stopped manning the subways? What would happen if people said, you know what, I'm not gonna go out to a restaurant, I'm not gonna get vaccinated just so I can have a meal outside. Um, you guys can have it. What then? This isn't the first time that I've seen this. A couple of months ago, I had to get blood work done and the clinic had nobody, no phlebotomists there because they had all refused to get vaccinated. And so there was only one woman there that had to take care of everyone. And so everything had to be rescheduled. What if that were to happen in every clinic in New York City? What would happen if everyone just stopped complying? Is it possible that the erosion of our rights and our liberties and the gaslighting and the lies would stop if we just stopped complying? Ben Franklin once said that he who would sacrifice liberty for safety deserves neither and loses both. That's a lot to think about, and there's a lot at stake. Push back, America. Do not comply. Well, there it is. When you look at it, there's my shadow. Happy Groundhog's Day. What a shadow when you think about it. You take a look at it. There's never been a shadow so highly respected. And Punxsutawney Phil, you're talking about the groundhog, the world's greatest. We call him America's groundhog. He saw a beautiful shadow today. He looked up and he said, whoop, there it is. Tag team, what a fantastic song. Whoop, there it is. But we're going to be very happy because I saw my shadow. It's going to be a fantastic thing. After we win the big, beautiful midterms in 2022, you're going to be very happy with what comes next. All I can say is I saw my shadow and that means four more big, beautiful years of Trump, believe me. What were Jesus' parents' names? Uh, Mary and Joseph. Very good. Yes, very good. I got that one. Very good. And approximately how many years ago did he live? Oh, gosh. 250 million years ago. <laughs> okay, how many wise men were there? Um, 12. <laughs> Right, what did they bring Jesus' as gifts? They brought him some wine. Who found the burning bush? Uh, Nixon? Uh, Nixon? <laughs> what happened in the fight between David and Goliath? The story, what They happened? got in a fight with rocks. Who won? Goliath. <laughs> Who was swallowed by the whale? Okay, now I'm on the spot. Um, Joe 
DiMaggio. Kane and... Abel. That's right. Who were they? Uh, sitcom. The Old Testament was originally written in what language? Um, isn't it Old English? Old English. Or Latin or something? Old script. How many apostles were there? Um, 40. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus sat with his apostles to eat and drink. The check was enormous. Adrian finished this line from the Bible. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's car. My mind doesn't work that way. I got this real moron thing I do. It's called thinking. And I'm not a very good American because I like to form my own opinions. I don't just roll over when I'm told to. Sad to say, most Americans just roll over on command. Not me. I have certain rules I live by. My first rule, I don't believe anything the government tells me. Nothing. Zero. Nope. And I don't take very seriously the media or the press in this country, who in the case of the Persian Gulf War were nothing more than unpaid employees of the Department of Defense, and who most of the time, most of the time, function as kind of an unofficial public relations agency for the United States government. So I don't listen to them, I don't really believe in my country, and I gotta tell you folks, I don't get all choked up about yellow ribbons. They don't even know my name, they call me the Wanderer. company I want to give a shout out to is the plumbing doctor and I just saw someone on Facebook saying oh thank God for plumbing doctor they helped me get my heater going and my gas going and my water going and all kinds of things must have failed out there somewhere at someone's house and uh, my heater going it was all things kind of hot they needed heat it's cold up here and if you don't know about Northern California in the winter it can get cold up here wet and cold sometimes it's supposed to anyway but anyway, the plumbing doctor it operates in Yuba and Sutter counties, and um, you can reach them at 530-671-9111. That's a landline. Don't text it, 530-671-9111. Dispatchers are there waiting for your call, and they'll, they'll come to your house anytime you need them uh, and fix any of your plumbing needs. So uh, I've had them do all kinds of work here. I've had replaced hot water heaters, faucets, put in low flow toilets, saved water, saved money, and uh, done all kinds of things here, fixing things, fixing leaks. Stuff just happens, right? So plumbing doctor, check them out and, and give them a shout out, 530-671-9111. Okay, let me uh, find my cursor and get it on down. To where I wanted to talk about here. So I was going to talk about uh, California being a state of refuge for trans kids. Katie Grimes, she's one of my favorite writers on California Globe. And she, uh, so we're, what we're going to do is gender affirming health care. 
Can you ever imagine that you were going to cut off somebody's penis or you're going to manip, you know, uh, damage their genital, their uh, vagina, all for the sake of uh, saying that somehow God made a mistake? Of course, these, a lot of people thinking this way are thinking, God, God, there's no God. It's just like I just got thrown a curveball here. I'm plumbed one way, think another way. So they're going to travel to California. They're going to allow minor children. In other words, a minor child is going to end up at a doctor's office and request any of these procedures from drugs, puberty blockers, any, any various medical procedures. Uh, and the doctors can do them without permission of parents with no consequences. It allows a non-parent adult to bring a minor child. So anyway, I could bring a kid that I'm not related to, to California, to get experimental and damaging transgender medical interventions without the knowledge or consent of the parents. This reminds me of the old days where you could bring a kid, a minor, to an abortion clinic and have an abortion done, and the parents not even know about it. Same thing. It now makes... California destination state for transgender procedures for minors. So we're getting rid of the salt in the earth people. Hundreds of thousands are leaving every year from California, but we're welcoming people to kill their babies <clears throat> or to switch, switch their genders here. Senator Weiner Scott claimed that this is an accepted, accepted medical practice according to the Assembly Appropriations Committee in August, when he spoke before the Appropriations Committee. He described the acceptable medical practice as parents allowing their children to have health care. That's just, you know, that's a euphemism, people. That's describing something as pleasant and just fine that is horrific. Like terminating your pregnancy instead of murdering your baby. It's like me saying, I'm terminating my relationship with my neighbor. You think, oh, you're just not going to talk to him anymore? No, I'm going to chop his head off with an axe, right? That's terminating your relationship with your neighbor. This is called <clears throat> health care. So a lawyer that's also a mother, testified at the SB 107 committee hearing saying that SB 107 is unconstitutional and violates parental rights by offering protections to non-custodial parents to abscond to California. You, you see what she's saying? She's saying that you're offering legal protections to a non-custodial parent. In other words, an, an adult taking your kid what if you took them and the parent didn't want them to be taken? This is a minor. A minor shows up in California with a non-custodial parent or non-custodial adult for treatments. This lawyer mother testified before the committee on SB 107, and she said, quote, every attorney general in the country should be filing lawsuits against California for sterilizing or experimenting on minors. 
So there's a Protect Child Health Coalition, and they said SB 107 would create a series of unprecedented and dangerous exceptions to California law and customary practice regarding cooperation with other states' legal proceedings. For example, it would forbid the release of medical information, even in a civil or criminal proceeding, and even in response to valid subpoena. Do you hear what I said? That's California is acting like it's a nation, not a state. It would forbid the release of medical information. Now, I, I believe that's that's good in general. I don't think docs can just give up medical information just to anybody. That's a violation of the HIPAA rules. But this says it would forbid the release of medical information, even in a civil or criminal proceeding, and even in response to a valid subpoena. That's ridiculous, people. Even more shocking, it says, is what the law says about parental custody determinations. It would actually authorize parental kidnapping when a non-custodial parent illegally takes a child from the parent who is in legal custody. If the purpose of the kidnapping is to subject a child to a gender transition. So in other words, kidnapping, you know, right now you have custodial parents, people that are sharing kids back and forth. So you have custodial parents and maybe non-custodial parents. So this is allowing the non-custodial parent where the child normally doesn't live to come and kidnap the child, take and have the gender reassignment surgery, and it all be okay legal now that's the type of craziness that the uh our legislators are passing down there so never addressed in this bill were the detransitioners or the detransitioner warning that means people that have transitioned that said "Uh oh i think i made a boo-boo i was talking to a lady the other day she has some tattoos and she said oh i went out and uh i don't know whether she's I'm not sure what kind of relationship she has with her partner, whether it's married or whatever. And she said, oh, I'm I'm not living there anymore. I got thrown out or something happened. Anyway, she said, I got a tattoo put on me and I shouldn't have put it on. In other words, right at she just put it on that week. And now she already had remorse that she put that tattoo on because it caused a lot of problems. I've already seen people, uh, young kids that had their breasts removed. We're talking about teenagers had their breasts removed, had some change. They've been taking medications. Now females are starting to have facial hair. Their voice is getting like a man. And now they're saying I made a mistake, right? Teenagers. It's just amazing that they trust or they're allowing a teenager to make that kind of determination. According to online survey of detransitioners conducted by Dr. Lisa Littman last year, 40% said their gender dysphoria confusion was caused by mental health condition and 62% felt medical professionals did not investigate whether trauma was, in, was a factor in their transition decisions. Kids are being fast-tracked because this has become a fashionable thing to do. It's crazy what's going on. All right. So we're moving on down the road here. Well, California, uh, 
it's almost like nobody in the legislature has ever had a job in their life besides telling people what to do, like being political bosses, like being dictators. So they pass laws that now are going to make large trucks and buses that were made before 2010. Like, for instance, I drive a car, and it was made in 2003. It, it's in great condition. It runs like a top. It's beautiful. And it's serving me as good today as it did when I bought it in 2006. But the state of California... The CARB rule people, which aren't elected, they were appointed. The CARB commission determined. They just made up their mind. This is not something that was gone through the legislature. They decided that large trucks, big rigs, and buses made before 2010 cannot drive on our roadways any longer. That means if you've been hauling 52-foot trailers full of goods, for Walmart or some for any anybody or hauling logs or whatever you're logging and it's and it's an older vehicle you're in trouble so the rule applies to diesel vehicles that weigh at least 14,000 pounds the air resources board remember I just carb California air resources board carb they said that there's an estimated 200,000 vehicles that have yet to comply with the rules just days before the new year 200,000 vehicles. These are California licensed vehicles. Of those 200,000, there's about 70,000 big rig trucks, or about 10% of the commercial motor vehicles operating in the state at this time. So the argument from CARB is that they're going to filter out paint harmful particulate material. So they're going to take these trucks and, and force them. Now, you think, oh, what are they going to do? Just squish them all, smash them all, and recycle them? No, they'll probably just move them to other states and sell them to trucking operations in other states. But uh, Or they have, they have some options. And I'm going to read some options here. One option is that you could put a new motor in it, an updated motor. And uh, that motor then would get you an exemption. Says a truck older than 2010 will be exempt if the engine is replaced with a model made in the last 12 years. So what do you think the cost of that will be on a big rig, right? So... um, Here's more government cops, more and more government. Every agency has now got to have government cops. Air Resources Board said it has an enforcement unit that will audit fleets. Now, you just, you just imagine yourself running a trucking operation, and then you have the enforcement unit comes to your door, just like all these other units come to your door, and they'll do inspections and they'll issue citations if they need, if there need be. The agency is also working with the Federal Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, which didn't even exist before the 1970s, to help enforce the rule for vehicles coming from out of state. Now, I don't know how that's going to work. It doesn't really describe it here. If a, if a trucker delivers something in California but is not licensed in California, 
can it enter California being an older vehicle, older than 2010? That's not that older a vehicle. A lot of these vehicles are a lot older, and they just keep them running well. But now that's not good enough. You just have to uh, change the motor. There's also an exemption. If you drive fewer than 1,000 miles per year in the state, you can also apply for a low-use exemption. Probably going to be a nice fee to pay for that low-use exemption. Now, I want you to think about 1,000 miles a year. If you just, like I drive, I don't drive much anymore because I work out of my house. I don't have to drive you an office or a point of uh, a work. I just work right here and occasionally do some errands. So I, I drive less than 5,000 miles a year. But if you're talking about 1,000 miles a year that uh, or less, that means you're driving that vehicle less than 100 miles uh, a month. That's not very many miles, right? So the law making things more difficult for many truckers to operate comes as supply shortages are still a problem. I was in uh, Sam's Club yesterday. And they just, there was quite a, I mean, Sam's Club has tons of inventory, right? Has a lot of different things they offer. But I noticed they were out of eggs. And they were out of like, uh, they were out of certain products that I normally would grab over there or think about grabbing if I needed them. But they were just totally out. I thought, oh, supply chain issues, right? So that's facing our truckers. I work with truckers all the time. I work with truckers that are moving things to the port to send over to Cambodia. I also work with truckers who are uh, hauling stuff up and down California. And they're all going to have to start. uh, They're either going to put new motors. And the motors, some of them claim that the motors catch on fire because of the filtering system that's demanded uh, that be hooked to them. To keep them cleaner, supposedly. It's crazy. It, the whole thing is totally crazy. Um, oh, I wanted to mention this that I skipped over. And uh, you remember how the government, the military has... I, I know people in the military that... in the, the military told them you have to get the jab or you got to leave the military. Is that amazing or what? So many of them filed religious exemptions or or medical exemptions, but many of them had to leave. In fact, I met a guy at church here a while back. His dad stood up and told him how the kid was thriving in the Air Force, doing well, was getting commendations, etc., but he refused to take the jab, and uh, they said, you got to leave. So uh, so in the recent Defense Authorization Act, new funding for, for the Defense Department, National Defense Authorization Act, otherwise called NDAA, the Republicans included in that a a relief or a repeal of the 16-month-old COVID-19 vaccination mandates for all the armed services in exchange for their support of the annual spending bill. In other words, we'll back that bill, 
if you uh, remove the mandates and offer jobs back to the, I think a few thousand uh, have been eliminated, uh, 3,400. Some 3,400 principals and courageous warriors who'd been discharged as of April are, are, are now uh, a possibility of reinstatement with no penalty. But after they passed this and agreed to this, and everybody passed this NDAA bill and repealed the mandates, then the Defense Department said, well, it really didn't, it, it affected some branches of the service, but not the National Guard. And I'm telling you, people are going ballistic. So uh, I'm trying to think, find this guy's name. His last name is Waltz. Mike Waltz, he's a Florida Republican congressman. He has gone ballistic because uh, they have gone back on their light. The Defense Department has found a loophole that the, somehow the National Guard wasn't listed in a way or they found a loophole to f- still force the National Guard to get jabbed. And so, interestingly enough, Waltz is a military man, 26-year Army veteran, decorated Special Forces officer and Green Beret who served multiple contactors in Afghanistan, and he currently is serving in the National Guard, and he is livid about this going back on this. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen to the National Guard. But some of my friends in the military took the jab because they thought they were going to lose their entire retirement. Now I'm worried about whether they're going to lose their health or their life. So, uh, well, that's it for this week. And uh, thanks for listening. And we will be back, Lord willing, next week. And you could go to uh, nohostagesradio.com to check out any of our past episodes. See you later. I see trees of green, red roses too. the dark sacred night and I think to myself what a wonder